Hey, what up? Welcome back to Grown Women. I'm Bree. And I'm Chelsea. And this podcast is all about navigating the intersectionality of Black female adulthood. So sit back, relax, and grab a drink while we discuss the treasure and the trash of being grown Black women in these streets. Because these streets is filthy. (laughs) We're opening up each episode with cocktails and conversations where we mix up a drink of choice and dive into the episode's main topic. So today I am sipping on a nice dirty chai latte. Um... It is dirty because of the espresso, not because of the alcohol today, unfortunately. But, you know, mom needed a, a pick-me-up today. So I needed a um, shot for something. I need, I need the caffeine. I am not um, one of those pregnant ladies that will not drink coffee. I don't know how they do that. Is that a rule? Like a legit oh, rule? So, like, it? I think it's like you can't have more than 80 or 50 milligrams or whatever of caffeine mm-hmm. Um. So it's, it's like the equivalent of like three cups of coffee. Um, I don't even drink barely one child. So yeah, I, I usually get one to two and kind of that's about it. Cause you know, you naturally get caffeine from other sources. So I don't want to be like watching what I'm eating all day. Um, so yeah, um, it's needed. I, I, I gotta, I gotta get through it because That first trimester takes a lot out of you. (laughs) Yes, these little parasites are literally parasites. So yeah, um, if you're a mom uh, or parent and you're listening and judging me for drinking coffee, I really don't care. (laughs) Um, So yeah, because we grown, we grown, and everyone's doing their best to survive in the ghetto that is Earth. So in America, mind your business, drink your water, stay hydrated. Speaking of coffee, that's what, (laughs) that's what I am to drinking. Um, just a little French vanilla, little shot of that, that almond creamer, a little shot of (laughs) almond creamer, a little sugar, a little sugar in my tank. I got some almond milk in mine. Vernailer almond milk. So yeah. So, um, today we are talking about love. Love. <laughs> you know, I was gonna let you take it. I was listen. I was gonna let you Y'all take see, us to a I place. Got no backup. Love. <laughs> Never knew what I was missing, but I knew once we start kissing, I find I can't get it. Oh, stop. Okay. You I know, can't we get used to be the back of the track bus. You know what I'm saying? Singing that with every emotion and conviction. Like we really had been through something. Do you know what song I thought of immediately though? Not that one. Like I went to music so child. I went to love with the snap. So many things you I gotta have to snap. tell you. Snap. But I'm afraid I don't know how. Hit the snap. You know, like that's, that's where I went. <laughs> okay. No, but in, but in all seriousness, we, we want to talk about love today, ladies. Um, we haven't dived into this topic. We've dived a little bit into like our dating life. And of course, Chelsea is over here, just married, married in bliss. Uh, um, with- well, I wouldn't say bliss. <laughs> like, let's, let's calm it down. We don't talk about it. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. I am happily married. We can say yes, that. ma'am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so first of all, we want to, we want to talk about like, um, dating 
in today's society, though? Because you in met your husband. <laughs> like, because now it's it, things have changed so drastically from us being shy and writing notes in middle school and checkbox yes or no if you like me. It is happy dudes can't even spell out a whole word in a text you message. Te- you listen, like it's rough out here, and then you have now you have we're in an environment where apps are are the thing, right? Um, and my app experience is just not what it. It's not giving what it was supposed to give. Just not giving what it's supposed to give. And let's talk about like. <laughs> What what is that like, look like? How how do people meet people nowadays? Like, are you only doing apps? Are you putting yourself no. like? Are you showing that you are available when you hit it at the coffee shop? You know, like, what does that look like? Well, it looks very vague. No, I'm kidding. Um, I I've always been a person. Like, I think my I've always been a person. Ooh, almost stuttered there that like to meet people like out and about in natural environments. So obviously when the pandemic hit, I was actually dating someone pre-pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit during that period, we had broken up um, and stopped talking. But during that time, I think apps became such a huge, huge thing. And I'm like, are we going anywhere? Like we're not going anywhere. I mean, I guess we can do these little meetings over the phone and like FaceTime to get to know each other. But I just found it to be so tough, so tough. So like I added the apps back because I did download Bumble while I lived in OKC. And I just felt like it just wasn't working for me. I also hear more success stories about women finding friends on Bumble than finding than finding their mate their mate did i just say which is mate? interesting i just said mate i mean that's, never... it's about partner mate whatever. partner because you can't but just anyways. say man um so right there's that so i had I, I was just unsuccessful and then i moved here like i said and i was dating someone and then the pandemic hit so i decided to give the apps a try i really did i i was like i'm gonna download bumble i'm going to and that's the only one that i that i downloaded and i was like so i'm swiping I'm talking to people and I just felt like I was people's pen pals, right? Like you talk to them for like two or three days and you don't ask them out. They don't ask you out and it kind of just ghost away, you know? Yeah. Especially like when don't nobody want to be around nobody that you don't know isn't in in, in this pandemic. (laughs) Like it's crazy out here. But I mean, I, I did. (laughs) And then like, if I, I deleted it and then met someone in person and dated that person for a while. And we broke up over the summer, but I've downloaded Bumble again. It's like you, you either do one or the other. I feel like, I feel like I do both actually, obviously, but, and then I, I start talking to people again and I feel like I've gone on a few dates within the last couple of months, but they just haven't grown into anything. Right. So, but you have a completely different app experience than I have. So do tell the people. I want to, let me start with a caveat though. Because I don't have a completely different experience. So yes, I met my husband on Tinder, which was shocking to everyone. Um, But 
that was after being on multiple apps over multiple periods of time. Like I would be on the app, delete it, be like, this is trash. And I don't even know how I ended up back on the app. I actually think a friend reactivated it and didn't tell me. Because then I started getting emails about matches. And I was like, I don't even have this downloaded. What's happening? So, um, so yeah, a friend of mine was being sneaky and reactivated my stuff. And um, that's how I ended up back on there. And then I ended up meeting my now husband. But yeah, like it, I do know, let me see, out of my me, my friend circle in the last, I will say five years between me meeting David and getting married, I have had about four or five other friends have a similar thing happen where they met their now husband or wife or fiance or whatever stage they are in. Um, so I do see more people finding success. Um, I think it's being becoming more normal and not so taboo to be like, oh, we met on an app. Because I, I know multiple people who have. I will say that, though. I, I will say it's a lot more normal to be like, yeah, I met my fiance, boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, because there was on that the stigma of like telling people because that was one thing when David and I first started dating. He was like, are we going to tell people that we met on Tinder or are we going to like make up a story? Well, and like a few years ago, you were kind of like it was it's an, I don't want to use the word embarrassing, but you're kind of almost like, oh, man, like. Because it felt like a last resort. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Like, it felt desperate back then. Yeah. And so now, especially in the times we are in, it's it's normal. It's, like, much easier, especially in the middle of COVID, because there's all the things that we are navigating. Um. So yeah, we, we just kind of hit it off. Like we had good conversations. What shocks me the most is I had a rule. Like I had a general rule. Like if a dude texts me and just said, Hey, I automatically blocked him. Like I didn't respond. I remember you telling me this. Um, and then I looked back, like we went back last year, we both redownloaded the apps and like sat in the same room and deleted them and all that stuff. And I screenshot our conversation and I was like, Oh my God, you hate me. Like his first text to me or message was, hey. And I was like, how did you get, how did that How did happen? you get through the process? How did, how did you? you <laughs> like you, it was, it was a God thing because I must've been feeling great that day. Yeah. To allow him to continue speaking to me. Cause I remember I used to get so irritated. Like I spent all this time crafting this masterful profile and telling you all about <laughs> myself telling you how much I love words and blah, 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 blah. and you came and said, Hey, and that and just that, felt lazy to me. And that's the thing I feel like with dating apps, now that they're becoming more normalized, like you said, I feel like people are taking it a lot more serious, but you still have to weed through so much. Right. There, there's, there's levels of, there's just, there's levels to this shit. The nonsense. <laughs> But you, you're so like when you decided to like be exclusive with David. So like you deleted all the apps and everything like that. Like, were you on a bunch of them at the same time? I can't remember. 
Um, I think I would go from one to another. So like one to the other. So you were doing multiple. Cause I, I wasn't doing the multiple simultaneously. Gotcha. I would like be on Tinder for a couple months. And then if that wasn't working out, I switch over to something else. Blah, blah, blah. Like I don't need Tinder, Bumble and Hinge notifications popping up on my phone at work. Like <laughs> the stress, the stress, but also the embarrassment. Like I don't have, <laughs> I can't be in a meeting and y'all seeing so-and-so has matched with at me. The like, <laughs> at the top. Okay. Um, I, I so, do, yeah. I do believe, I do believe that they work. Right. And I for me, it was like you've being had intentional and it felt like Okay, if I just focus on this one thing, I don't feel so scatterbrained and it doesn't feel like I'm just throwing out a net and see what yeah. fish I ca- catch. Like it's, I don't know. So I will say like that keyword intentional because like when I started being intentional with it a few months ago, I was going on dates. Like when I decided to be intentional and like really dive into it. So I just haven't found my person, that's all. And you know what? That person is coming. We speak right, and I feel like there. I guess I, let's move to our next point of like, how do we navigate rejection and not feeling right. accepted? Yeah, like, I feel like that also goes hand in hand with like. There's too much focus on feeling like something is incomplete if you don't have a partner or a marriage prospect, or whatever, like. I hate, especially in the Christian community, especially in the black community, this whole you're you're not we're biding our time until we're married or something like, oh, you're just out here, you know, sowing your wild oats or working on yourself or like there's a waiting period like nothing matters before you meet this person well and then sometimes I feel like they don't even ask you are you happy with you or if you're working for yourself and the first question is like oh when are you gonna settle down right like how when are you if I am settled down I might be settled down right by myself that is the most settled I've been in my life ever since I got married I am unsettled af tell you that right now but yeah there's just that it's like a misnomer of of it's a life stage that you have to get to like oh you're not done with high school yet like you got to finish high school and then you can go on to be an adult and it's like oh you're not married yet you're not ready for life right like you're missing out on so many things right or if you're not married like you're not mature for some reason right. why does why does marriage equate maturity in some society or like oh you're single there's something that something must be wrong with you and it's just like why can't I as a fully grown woman with a successful career and a great head on my shoulders an education and happy and content with my life why can't I just be applauded for that and say, yes. I'm proud of you because yes. you're doing the best that you can with your life in the stage that you're in. And that's hard to do, whether you are married or single or whatever. Like, congratulations to you for being a fully grown adult who can take care of themselves and focus on being a healthy individual. And never be ashamed of that. And really, you ain't got no business bringing nobody else into your situation if you're not right. healthy. Hello. 
But that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> and I had to get to the point where like I was comfortable with that. I think people look at me sometimes and I don't like my business to be out there like that. So like even if I am dating someone and Chelsea knows, like even if I am dating someone, my friends won't know for hiding people for a minute. <laughs> like my friends will not know because I like to, I don't like to introduce people or to talk about people who I think are just like passing through. I feel like if I'm really into it's an investment, it's an investment. And I, and I want to be fully committed to that person and to explore those feelings. And I think because I'm not as vocal, I think my family at one point was like, thought I was just like not doing anything that I was just like this lonely person and um, would never get married and would be in a house full of cats. I swear to you, a family member had told me that. Um, and I was like, I'm not cats. Girl, my family, girl, I had to, I had to like have a speech one day with my family and stuff because I'm like, y'all have got to stop coming to me and thinking that I'm a lonely, miserable person just because I don't have someone in my life. Like you said, you know, I, I I'm educated. I'm successful. I'm happy. I've worked on me. I've grown. Um, I'm content with myself and I love myself at the end of the day. I would love somebody to come. Do I want someone to be a part of my life and to build with? Of course, but that's not the end all be all. And we have to, as a society, as a culture, as, you know, family units, stop putting that pressure on people in your lives. And it's the audacity for me. <laughs> yes. I know when I was single, like it was after I had broken up with a guy I'd been with for like four years who I never planned on marrying. But like, anyway. <laughs> And I remember being at home, like, I'm not thinking about dating. I am thinking about getting my career going, getting to a place where I'm financially stable, working off my student loans, like just trying to get on my grunge. And I'm at my parents' house and my mom like breaks down. She wasn't crying, but like her voice was just like that devastated sound. And she was like, I just can't for the life of me understand why my daughters who are beautiful and smart and successful, why you're not able to find husbands. And I said, who looking for a husband? I said, how about you be happy that I am not adding to your grandkids pile without a husband? You be happy that I'm not another one of your children coming through the revolving door to come live with you because we've lost another job or failed another relationship because we done hopped into a house with somebody we shouldn't be living with. Like, there are so many reasons why you should be glad that I'm out here on my own financially, not needing to call on you to help me pay bills. I have never, I moved out of the house when I was 18. I have never lived back home, home home with my parents can we can can we be happy about that can we celebrate <laughs> i'm not to like and it was just so frustrating to me because it was like in my brain i'm working my butt off to make sure my parents know that i'm good because i see the burden that they have to bear having seven kids but having never been an empty nester. My parents are empty nesters this year for the first time. Wow. I am 29. 
and I'm their youngest. I'm about to say, and you're the youngest. So 11 years ago, they should have been empty nesters. It took them 11 years to get all these people about them their house. So why are you in my face? Sad because I'm not married. I'm not missing anything. I'm doing what I can right now so that when I get married, and that was always my plan. When I get married, I don't want to be running around working as much as I was working. Yeah. And doing all I was doing because I, I knew I wanted to be able to choose to be at home with my kids. Yes. So now after waiting and waiting and making sure that I was putting my career and my future goals ahead of everything else. Then I got married, quote unquote, late at 26 or 27. How old, girl? I don't know how girl, old. I, 27. Pregnancy brain. 27. So at 27, I got married. My mom was 27 when she had me. So that's the difference of mindset. Yes. Yeah. Because I can't imagine having 27 or being 27 with seven kids. Seven kids. Woo. This one is wearing my 28 year, 29 year old butt <laughs> out. So that's the experience that she's coming from because she's like, when I was your age, I had seven kids and da, 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 da. Yes. And it's like, I'm so happy for you if that's what you wanted. Yes. Yeah. Was that what you, I don't even know that that was what she wanted. Tell you the truth. Because I have heard my my dad say he was on his way to California when he found out my mama was pregnant. He was about to be done. Bye. I'm out here. My mom wanted to be a dancer and not even have kids. So it's like. (laughs) Y'all two had your dreams interrupted. Because of an unintended pregnancy. Which and I'm why sure wouldn't you? They don't regret, obviously. They have their family now and all that. But knowing what you know from your experience, why would you push your children into that same direction of you got to get married and you got to settle down and da, da 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 Like my life didn't stop because I got married. It's It's just another part of my life journey. But it has never been the end goal. And it's never been like some fulfillment. So it's just, yeah, I hate that whole feeling like it is just an achievement that everyone should have. Mm -hmm. Um, Because. And it was different times back then. Our parents, I mean, they did, they did do stuff early. My mom. That's because they could afford to. (laughs) Can't no 19 year old with a baby and working one uh, income Not in these millennial streets, Joe. My daddy and my mama had their own house. At what age? Because what are, were they paying? I'm like, do y'all know how much rent was back then? You girl. I I just can't even, um, I, I, no. <laughs> I had that conversation on Twitter, like the lies of believing that if we could be a six-figure household, ooh, you good. And I'm like, we got six figures. And it's, <laughs> it's tight. It's not, it's not. <laughs> okay, we're, we're gonna, but yeah, we can move we on. We say that, we can move on. But all in all, to say that you shouldn't be ashamed of doing you, boo boo, before locking it down. Or if you don't lock anything down. Or if you don't lock anything down at all. Yeah. Marriage uh, ain't all, um, let me stop. <laughs> 
So we're going to dive into, um, do you want to talk about mixed relationships? Like interracially mixed? Inter, inter, interracially mixed? Because I've dated interracially. <laughs> I've dated interracially. And then we need obviously, a, obviously maybe we should married. do part two. Part two? Relationships. Let's do part two. That is coming. That is coming. That's um, Because that is but, a whole nother hour girl, conversation. It is. But we, we want to dive into like, what are the key things that you believe make relationships work? Like a fully um, committed... So I'm going to give this with a disclaimer. Uh-huh. Uh, content. Oh, with deal breakers. Like, what are your deal breakers? I'm going to say, like, I feel like when you say anytime compromising is brought up, there's this level of, like, failure or feeling like you are letting go of something that you should have. And that is definitely not. Compromise is an integral part of relationship. And it doesn't mean somebody lost and somebody won. So I want to preface that with everything. Before, before what you I, say, which before what you, I talk you about said compromising. What you said. So when it comes to being in that search and even being in a relationship, because it doesn't stop there, like it's knowing. I think one of the best pieces of advice I was given was by Stacy. Um, she, um, said marriage magnifies. And by that, the way she phrased it was, if I take the things that drive me the craziest about my boyfriend, girlfriend, partner at that time, and it's five times worse in marriage, cause it will be, can I live like that? And then flip that around because you're not perfect either. (laughs) My worst aspects, I'm asking somebody to compromise on me and my unhealthiness. So I think a lot of the time we think too much about the other person and their faults and all of that, which automatically makes the assumption that we're perfect and we have nothing to change or work on going into dating thinking they have to be this, 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 and this, or else it's a no, no, no deal. And I think that was my biggest hang up with dating was I went in and I said, okay, he has to have a degree. He has to have, he cannot live with his parents. Actually, all my deal breakers was, uh, if he reminds me of any of my brothers, Ooh. it's a deal breaker. Yeah. Um, and, and and that's what I went off of. Like, what are the things about my brothers that disgust me? <laughs> and those are my deal breakers. I'm not going to name them because sometimes my brothers listen to this. But <laughs> um, those are my deal breakers. And yeah. I was like, oh, no, you are giving mad Steven energy. We I don't done. want it. We done. I don't want it. But and that was one of the things was they cannot live with their parents. And David lived with his parents. <laughs> like everything... And, So it was like, oh God, am I doing this? And then like, as I was going through that and like about to not talk to him, I stopped and I said, I am the worst critic of my brother's girlfriends. I'm going to say that right now. They have to come correct. I 
you better come correct. There's something about that sisterly love. I'd be, I'd be ready to box over my brain. Right. So for me, flipping that script was instead of demanding that they be all of these things on the basis of them not want me not wanting to date my brothers. Don't my brothers deserve somebody amazing as me? That's a word. And if somebody as amazing as me were to see my brothers on paper and make the same statement I was making, oh, they live with a mama. But I know them personally and know the qualities that they have. And I know that they deserve somebody who's as dope as me. And yeah, they might be down on their luck right now. They might be in a situation where they're trying to save some money and get out of their parents' house or whatever. But nobody's going to know that on face value. So that was one of the things that made me give David a chance. So like where normally, so that's where that compromising some of those standards it's like, what is that standard built on? I'm not telling you don't compromise if right. this person is unstable and not working on it, unwilling to compromise themselves, mm-hmm. unwilling to have hard conversations. Like those are those are deal breakers because those are things that you got to be able to do in a relationship. Yeah. But. The they have to make a certain amount of money. They have to have X, Y, and Z. The material things, the things that change on a dime, really. Those are the types of standards that should be compromised. Those are things that can be talked about. If you are here right now, that's fine. But what that's key? What's your journey? And that was one of the things David and I talked about. It's like, okay, I understand that your circumstance has landed you in this position that you're in right now, but what are your dreams for your life? And that's where we were able to make. Get on the same path. Yeah. On the same journey. I always look at it like, yes, everyone has standards. Yes, we all want someone who has X, Y, and Z. But like you said, I think it's important. I think the key word that I took out of that was just, you have to talk about what your journey is and what your future will look like. Because if you plan on living with your mama for the rest of your life, if that's, if that's your dream, if you're like, I don't really mind being, yeah, like, I don't really mind. (laughs) Like that's, that's one thing. And I think that's important to point out. Like you're, you're saying that if we can eventually like move on up together and be on the same page as far as like our life dreams and our goals and what that looks like, then that's another thing. So yeah, compromise is, is, is on the, I always look at it like for like the four key things that I want to look at a relationship. I heard on a podcast recently that they said it was like a, like a stool, like a chair, like you should have four legs of the chair <laughs> to, to sit down. Um, don't nobody want to sit on no three-legged chair. Don't nobody want to sit on no three, two-legged up. chair. You're going to be falling <laughs> out. Um, and I took that like to heart. I think it was like communication, um, obviously communication, trust, your core values. And Lord, the way that core values has played such an integral part of growing relationships and to be open and honest and to look inward, you have to have self-love to build with anybody. So I, I mean, girl, cause I, I look at it as, cause I ain't got time for you to be learning how to love yourself Listen, and me at the same time. 
I look at it as four legs on a bed because if I can't lay down and be in peace. Hello. If I can get on this bed and be in peace. And it y'all. better be sturdy because that bed gonna rock. Let's up oh, well. And not listen. for fun reasons, I'm saying. <laughs> Because my mind went to, you know where my, I went to another You're nasty. Because, yes. But anyways, yeah, I feel like if you, if you can't be in peace by the end of the day with the person that you're in love with, it's just not worth it. But that's the thing, like communication is so different now too. I feel like in talking and in dating these days, I feel, I have, what happened I had to take a deep breath because what happened to having a full blown conversation where it's a give and take? Right. I ask, I ask a question. <laughs> you ask a question. Like we are responding to each other and building on a conversation. When and I, I think I that was one question, of the things that surprised me most about David. your answer like, shouldn't end in a period. It should be an and and then like and it should I, be added on. Like I don't want no awkward silences because that means when I home, tell you on a couch we ain't got nothing to talk about. David be running his mouth and I'm like, okay, that's enough. Yeah, <laughs> he always got something to talk about, and that was that's one of my favorite things about him was there was never a moment that I feel bored around him or like. There's nothing for him to entertain me and those sorts of things. It's like I can we do we do have the ability to be silent and comfort have comfortable silences. But also, like, I know I can just hang out with that dude all day long and like just enjoy friendship together. Yeah. Friendship is my best friend. And so I guess we've kind of moved into what makes relationships work. And it's those things like being able to have a conversation, whether whether it's a hard conversation and that's like, how do you, how does this person handle conflict? Yeah. How do they handle stress? And that's a, that's a big thing for me because I remember, I, I will admit that I wasn't always, and I was a daggum communication major. I haven't, I wasn't always the best communicator. I wasn't very good at in the beginning when I had my first year's relationship, just, I just wasn't very good at identifying my needs versus my wants. And then not having conversations when I was feeling less than, or I felt like I was doing too much. Like I just would get silent. And let it build to a point that's not healthy. I, I do the same thing. I have not. I mean, I'm a lot better than I was. I am a lot better than I was. In high stress, that is that is my trauma response is I shut down. I shut down. And David is either that or the polar opposite. He's like, no, we don't figure this out right now. Or I don't want to talk to you. So that's one thing we talk about very often in therapy is, okay, that's totally fine if you need your time to process, but we got to come back to it. We can't just have a big fight. Neither of us want to talk to the other one. all day. 
And then the next day, it's like, well, I don't want to be mad anymore. So let's move on. And it's like, no, no. because it's just going to come back up. So let's hash it out. So setting up times and ways to properly communicate our how we're feeling and what we need from that person to feel seen or to come to some agreement. And a lot of times it's we got to meet in the middle. It's not you got to come to my side or I got to come to your side. It's here is the middle. And we both going to have to be OK with it because it's what's best for our relationship moving forward. And so that ability to communicate and come to a compromise is huge, huge in making our marriage work. Because I, I don't believe that <clears throat> I don't believe that there is a situation where like we have a soulmate or the perfect person for us. And boo, like you don't believe in soulmates. I don't. I I I believe, you don't believe in soul ties. That's different. Okay. That's different. <laughs> um I do believe that two any two healthy, willing, compatible people can make a lasting relationship work and be joyful, not just happy, but joyful. So I definitely believe like if me and David weren't together, I would have been able to find somebody else who would I be in the same position, very happy with. And I believe the same for him. Like there's just too many people out here for me to be saying there's just one person I'm supposed to find. That's too much. That's stressful. It was hard enough to find him. And you telling me that if you had, if I hadn't got on that app at that time and missed my, missed my mark. I'd have just been out here floundering. Absolutely not. I don't, I can't believe that. But yeah, <laughs> I think the biggest keys to making a relationship work are being willing to know that you're not always right. You're muted. <laughs> Girl, because I was over here like really trying to make You was going point. in. I was, was going, going in. in. Um, no, I just, it's very important to look inward. Like you said earlier, it's very important to, yeah, you can see all their flaws and, and what they're doing wrong and what annoys you and this and that, but you have to flip that mirror around and look at yourself because you're not perfect either and look inward to see what right. you're bringing to the table and how you identify what's holding you back. You identify the issues that you're having with this person. And then you guys talk about it together. I mean, I'm pretty amazing. Uh, I'm the shit, so. But, you know, I'm annoying as hell. And I know it. <laughs> and I know it's a lot to deal with me, especially when I'm pregnant. So, like, I say all the time, David is a hell of a man to put up with me, but I'm a hell of a woman to put up with him, too. So, like, that streak goes both ways. But we both decided to put up with each other's bull. And that's, hello, that's marriage. Yes. I know that was real sexy to hear. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm I'm just being real. Chelsea over here giving us some ASMR and stuff. She over here. I just want y'all to know she over here. Sorry, I missed my mute button. Y'all got the first crunch. <laughs> but no, yeah, all that to say, like, yeah, that's just, that's the one thing that I found that I'm still, 
I think that's just going to be a consistent, constant thing that you, that you're going to have to do is just communication, like work on communication. And obviously, and people are like, oh, you want honesty, trust and loyalty. Those things are easy. Are they? It ain't. Because the way you act in, in showing me how you respond to certain things and, and situations doesn't. I'll tell you right now, I got to lie to my husband on a regular things. basis. <laughs> I got to lie to him on a regular basis because. About what? Not about like, you know, serious things, but like, for instance, we moved into this house and he has enough clothes to fill up a shopping mall. So I'd be hiding his clothes. I hide them for three months at a time. And when he doesn't realize they're gone, they get thrown away or given, they get given away. So I didn't give him away four boxes of his clothes at this point. He has no idea and he will never know. Because I got to get this clutter up out this house because we got too many kids. And I am not ashamed. I have talked to my therapist about it. She said it's a great idea. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> because it's not worth the headache of him wanting to go through everything himself and never doing it. He's never going to do it. Yeah. And so it's like, you know what? I know that this is best for us. And I know that you also need your house decluttered because you also have anxiety around mess. So I'm going to take this for the team and do what's best. And you gonna just not have to know. I'm sorry. And like, same thing with Soraya. I do stuff that is not the internet going to tell him, don't do it for kids under three. And he going to be like, well, you shouldn't use this because I'm like, look, people have been using this for 50,000 years. This, So I just don't tell him because he oh, don't need to know because he's not going to do anything but stress. So I'm sorry. I got to lie to him sometimes. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sorry. I I, I will like, lie. you're not sorry. <laughs> you are. You got to do what you got to do. I love how petty that is, <laughs> because that's something I would do. I would. I love it. <laughs> all okay, we're saying so, is relationships are a constant process. It's constant, and we're all we're constantly learning. We're constantly growing. And if you find your person, or if you found your person, let us know. Um, what you find integral in relationships. And also let me know if you are married or in a long-term relationship. Let me know if you annoyed too. <laughs> he drive me, that's my baby, but he drive me crazy. I'm mad at him right now. I love him and, to death, but mad. <laughs> And for those who are like me and still dating here out in these streets, let's keep some hope. We all right, sis. Or brother, we all right. We gonna be all right. We gonna be all right. (laughs) We will find our person, whether that is apps are your thing, or you go into the coffee shop, the library, a restaurante, you bump into them. Or maybe your person is you. Hello. Or maybe your person is... I'm telling you now, if I end it's up like single, it's going to be rich auntie vibes over here. <laughs> it's rich auntie vibes right now for moi, girl, because I be, I be, I be out here traveling, living a good old life, kicking it up. Look, I tell David, David told me one time, he was like, if anything ever I'm happy. <laughs> right. He was like, if anything ever happens to me, make sure you marry a good Christian. I said, bump all that. I married a rich man. <laughs> Who travels 360 days out of the year. Because make sure he has a passport. 
and lives in another country at that. <laughs> no, because we don't need no Tinder swindler over here. As long as he paying the bills and sending Y'all my baby some money and me me and my babies can travel. I don't I don't need much. I'm married for that, love that's already. That's your second <laughs> That's your second marriage. That's my second marriage. If don't speak must, that if, into existence. If it must happen. If it's the Lord's will. <laughs> if it's the Lord's work. Look. Jesus be a sugar daddy. Be a sugar daddy, okay? And if I could find one that's okay for me being married with kids and don't ever have to see me, mo- Lord, do it. Do it for me. <laughs> y'all know we had y'all know we had to make jokes. Y'all know us by now. If you have a sugar daddy, sugar mama, whatever you have at home too, okay, I'm clapping for you. I would take a sugar thady, whatever I gotta do. A sugar thady. Okay. Non-binary. Okay. Look, whatever it takes to get my sugar. And as long as I ain't gotta be in the same room as you. That's, I need a pen pal. Oh. A rich pen pal. That's what I need. Get you one of them prison pals. I said a rich pen pal. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do with no prison folks. I ain't putting no money on your books. <laughs> you know what? We need to go ahead and wrap this up. <laughs> okay, Lord. Okay. Lord help us. At we the end no of the sense. day. At the end of the day, we wish you happiness with your partner. Future partner partner in crime whatever you need obviously we love love i love love yeah love is fun um before we end each episode we like to have an energy check so brie what are you giving energy to what are you with excuse me what are you withholding your energy from and are. how are you caring for yourself? I had a little pickle burp. Okay. This ASMR episode, I just cannot. Um, two for one special. <laughs> we do what we can in these podcast streets. Um, what am I giving energy to? Um, so I was telling Chelsea before we started recording, I'm back in the office, you guys. I'm I'm finally back in the office during these pandemic times. And I have been out of the office for two and a half years, mind you. So getting up and actually putting on clothes, clothes and a little, uh, just a little makeup. That just made my heart sad. It's really, (laughs) it has really been a long week already. And I... I'm just trying to muster up enough (laughs) energy at all for this week. Um, Because it's different. It's different. And it's crazy how, like, I feel like I've, how socially awkward I feel around people in the office. Because, like, you're seeing these people's faces for the first time in, like, two and a half years. Um, And it's just, it's wild to me. And I, I feel like sometimes I'm awkward in conversation. This is like your you first time, period, outside, because you wasn't even in the office. Two months before the pandemic even hit. Yeah, so, so like you re-meeting really, people. I'm re-meeting people. 
And actually, instead of being on Zoom with these people, I'm I'm getting to know their personalities and um, worth ethic and everything like that. And it's a lot like I feel like it's just taken a lot out of me. Um, so Jesus be a fence. I'm trying. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know how people are bringing making people go back to work it in is, offices without any wild. nap pods available. Oh, my gosh. So we were talking about that, like me and a coworker of mine. We're like, you know, we just need to set up one of these rooms and get some couches in there. Um, and I think I'd be all right with an hour nap in between at some point in my shift. I think I'd be all right. So I'm giving a lot of energy (laughs) to having more, more confidence in the workplace again, and just to be comfortability. Um, and just to not be the way that I'd be looking at people and I didn't got this mask on anymore. So I got to watch my face. (laughs) So there's that, (laughs) but, um, Honestly, I'm just I'm just kind of denying my energy to like not. I say all that to say this, I'm just kind of denying my energy also and to not be impatient with people, um, to be more open with people in that space. Because we are back and we all have to work together and we all have to, you know, try to get along. And I'm trying to stay away from negative energy in general. Um And because I don't know these people, I don't know, like, if I'm gonna have to eventually deal with microaggressions and all that again. So that's another thing that I've just kind of consistently been worried about with being back. I didn't even think about that. Yes. And so it's just, it's, it's, this is why I'm glad I'm done working with other people. (laughs) But yeah, good be me. So y'all just power to you. Send the good vibes, send the positivity, prayers, whatever you send out in the world. Your girl needs them. All right, Chelsea. Okay, wow. I am giving what liter- little energy I have to um, making space. I feel like all four corners of my life are very cluttered. My home is cluttered. My brain is cluttered. I just feel like there's just a lot and I need clear space so that I can have clarity. So I'm going to beg my mother to come down here this weekend and help me get some things decluttered. I've set a schedule with a friend of mine who's going to be helping me between now and new baby, multiple That's multiple, uh, what is it called? Sessions of organizing she does like the home edit type stuff mm-hmm. um, she gonna condo your home is that her yeah name? she gonna oh, forgive me is that yes. is that her name okay yes. um we ain't going that far but yeah we just gonna make sure that things have a place and they are organized and i can easily find things um we have some home renovations that are going to be happening very soon actually i need to send a bunch of emails once i get over here for that so yeah just putting energy into now that we're like settled into our home, really making it our home and making it function for us where it felt like we just kind of threw everything in here and did our best because the baby was coming. Now I'm like, okay, there's another baby coming and we actually need this place to be functional because this little girl going to be walking tomorrow. 
So, um, yeah. And then I'm not, I'm denying my energy from feeling like I have to use my days without Soraya because she goes to her grandma's house twice a week. So denying my energy from feeling like I have to use all of that time to be quote unquote productive and feeling guilty if I need to go take a nap. Like I take your, a, get your rest. Yeah. So Mm-mm. like giving myself grace, I'm a full-time mom. I'm full-time pregnant. I'm full-time working and go take a nap. Space. Oh Lord. Take a nap. Um, Cause yeah, like, Last week was rough. Spry was waking up at like three, four o'clock in the morning and not going back to sleep till like 6 a.m. And then I'm awake from 3 a.m. till midnight and pregnant. So like just no energy at all. So it was like, yeah, it's okay to take a nap instead of doing some work. Like the work will get done. I need to nap. I'll be fine. So that's what I'm denying my energy from. Um, and I am, after this, we wrap this episode, I am texting my friend and I'm getting a facial and I'm getting my cat snatched. I'm getting my body buffed. I'm getting all the things done because we are going on vacation. Yes. <laughs> and can I just, can we I just want to look like fast. somebody's sexy pregnant mama on the beach, okay? <laughs> can we turn? Can we circle back real fast? Because if y'all haven't heard the story of Chelsea getting her cat snatched for the first time, it is a classic grown women episode. Oh, yeah. What? I don't even remember what episode that? that was. I think we'll that have to was find like our it. very we'll first one. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like a very first one where we, talk, where we talked about my story and your story. Circle yes. back. We'll find it. <laughs> because y'all need to hear it. It's funny. Yes. And you're welcome. Once you do hear it, you're welcome. (laughs) But you're going Um, on vacation. I'm going on vacation at the end of the month. We need it. Yeah. So the week of the 20th, we are going to be in California. Um, My aunt is watching my baby for a week. I just want to be half naked on the beach. Yes. That's all I want. My belly going to be out and about. And I'm just glad that I have a reason for my belly to be out and proud. Out and proud. Because if I wasn't pregnant, it would still be this size. And Girl, let it out I would and shout. still be out there just like, I'm pregnant. It's fine. <laughs> let it out and shout. <sighs> but yeah, that's your business. Yes, that's my business. <laughs> okay, well, we really appreciate all the support we received from our listeners. Um, and like always, you guys, we want to hear from you. What do you guys want to talk about? Drop some knowledge. Drop some comments. Give us some stars. Yeah, no, we are here for you. So we want to know what y'all want to hear from us. You know, we be cutting up and we just like, you know, we just like to have fun here. We and do. We, we hope we have a good you time. like it too. All right. Well, love, never knew what I was missing. We got to hit y'all with that cut on the way out. I'm fine. <laughs> yes, Chelsea hit it for y'all. You're welcome. She hit that. Sing, sis. Girl, I'm about to die. <laughs> I need to warm up the vocals before I be trying to get you cold. <laughs> get that, I know. Laid out. <laughs> you saw me not even get there. I had a me, 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 me. <laughs> 
Mommy made me mash my M&M's. Absolutely not. That's another episode of Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. And always remember, it is crusty out here in these streets. It's crusty. Mm. And we are no longer sitting at tables that Jesus himself would flip. Mm -hmm. So break the table's legs. Mm. And make a bigger, bigger one elsewhere because why, Bree? Because that table is trash. Trash. Bye, y'all. Bye, you guys.